0: This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.
1: Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program sponsored by The Caring Place with campuses at Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. They are celebrating their 100th anniversary serving the homeless, hungry, abused, and needy families. They continue to feed the hungry, care for the needy, and help rescue and change lives every day. Now your host for Mission Possible, the good news program, and the president of The Caring Place, here is Ronald Brummett.
2: Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by The Caring Place. We're also known as the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, and we've been serving the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett, and I happen to be joined with my wife, Marilyn. Good morning, Marilyn. Well, good morning. So
3: happy to be on this program. Yeah, can
2: you imagine we're already in February? Oh, it's unbelievable. And, you know, you just blink, and all of a sudden, two months, three months, we were just celebrating our Thanksgiving outreach, and then we had Mm -hmm. our Christmas outreach where we gave what, 700 families that had toys? Yes, over 10,000 toys. Yeah, and we had even trees to give out. And here we are in January. Now we're in February. And if this is the first time you've ever tuned into this program, this program is about good news. You know, there's so much bad news. We're still battling covid and the different variants we have economy that we're worrying about there's world on the world stage you know we're worried about foreign countries and what's happening there and so this constant bombardment it has it's been proven research has shown it's just depressed people it's a higher uh suicide rate It's all the bad news. And so this program over 10 years ago was started to bring you good news. And so you're going to hear about things in our community, people who still care. Even in the midst of all these things, people still care. And by the way, uh, I want to give a shout out to all those that helped us uh, a week ago with our emergency weather. You know, we had, it, was, it really was cold, we had um, more people than we've ever had in a long time in our centers, and that means extra food, extra clothing, and so thank you for the funds that were given to us, thank you for the clothing and the, the jackets and the, the sweaters and all that was done, and that's what it's all, that's good news, and that's what we want to share. In Maryland, this month, we also have a very special time on Valentine's for our men and women, and also some of the men and women on the streets, right? That's right, in fact, the whole month is heart for the homeless, and even though on that particular
3: day there'll be extra festivities and what we'll be doing, but we're really serving the meals all month long with love and, coming from the heart and that's the reason we call it heart for the homeless we're trying our goal is to raise support for 10,000 meals and uh, anybody can help with that one of our meals cost two dollars and ten cents so you can do the math if you sponsor uh, 10 meals that's twenty one dollars twenty meals is forty two dollars go to caringplace.org slash heart and all month long our volunteers as they come in uh, many uh, have valentine cards we've had different groups that have given us valentine cards and we'll be giving that out uh, to our homeless our residential population and letting them know that they are loved and the meal is served with a heart
2: of love yeah you know when people come to our centers either in miami or in broward uh, oftentimes they come with very little. They just bring what they have, maybe sometimes what the clothes you're wearing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you want to talk to anyone about change, it's very, very difficult, isn't it, Marilyn? Yes, it is. To, to when you're hungry, when they're tired, when, mm-hmm. they're, when they look horrible, you know, they haven't taken a shower. And so the, the, our heart for the homeless, we've done this every year for mm-hmm. many years now. It's Valentine's Day. And the, and the main thing we want to convey to all those that are suffering, those who are experiencing homelessness, is that God loves them, and God has a plan for them, and that there's people in the community. And you're going to hear some testimonies today. You're going to hear about workers that are doing things in our centers, some volunteers. It's all about change lives and the people that make that possible. And so it begins with that meal and you can come down you can talk to some of our graduates or some of the men and women in our program they say yeah we came here you know we know you had programs we know you had emergency shelter but we wanted the food you know and we wanted to change your clothes and we wanted some hygiene products so the one way you can help us is financially is go to like marilyn said caringplace.org/heart and they're going to have a wonderful time that day, but we're also at the whole month. We're emphasizing yes. this Black History Month, but it's also Love Month. That's right. We want, we want to make sure that all of our men, women, and children, not only that reside in our programs and our buildings, but those that, that come to us, For other services in Miami, we're doing at least 200 uh, men and women every single day getting Mm -hmm. something to eat and some are getting showers and so we're returning to somewhat normal. But there is also another way which we mentioned, and this is an easy way to get involved, is to become part of our mission, Hope Hygiene Drive. And um, We do this every winter in the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and we're asking people to go to our website. If you can't afford to help us financially, you can help us by doing a volunteer project, and that is going by caringplace.org slash mission hope. And these are purple bags that we will send out to you, and it's really to get hygiene products. You know, can you imagine not brushing your teeth for, you know, two weeks or combing your hair or washing your face? Uh, And that's what many people that come to us, I mean, they'll try to do a spit bath, you know, try to clean themselves up. But for many, they haven't taken a shower in a long time. And uh, we will use these products all during the year. And so these are your soap products, uh, you know, shampoo, razor, uh, washcloth. What else can go in there, Marilyn? Well, and,
3: and I always like to say we love those hotel sizes. Now, we don't want any of those that have been used. Correct. But if they're brand new, never been opened, then if you've collected those, we love to receive them. So the big ones, the small ones, we'll take them all sizes. Because depending on how we're giving it out, uh, we know whether to give out the big size or the small size, but the small size is great for when you're giving people on the street because then they're not going to leave a half a bottle somewhere. Uh, they're going to use that. So they, they're very appreciative when we right. have that.
2: Right. And, and so we're going to put them together. Uh, our goal is what, 30,000 bags, I think, this year? Oh, yes. Yeah. And, and these items are used all during the year. You know, every day we have uh, approximately 400 people right now. We, we had up to 600 uh, pre-COVID, but we're using the social distancing and making sure we have other precautions. We're building up the number of people we can have in our buildings, but they're using that every single day. And then we we have outreaches, uh, four of them, four major ones mm-hmm. every single year, and we'll be giving them out during the outreaches. So it's nice to be able to do that. And you personally, I haven't done it yet, but we're gonna get these cards that we have made up, we're gonna make them available to you. And uh, these are you are worthy cards, and mm-hmm. we're gonna have that. We say we ask people if you want to keep some of these yourself, you know, go to your store. Get to buy one, get one free. Mm-hmm. You know, get some toothbrush for you and toothbrush for someone in need. Uh we'll collect those bags if there's a lot of them, but if mm-hmm. there's small amounts, you then know, you can take them one of drop our many them by. drop. The drop off locations. But some people this is a great project for schools and mm-hmm. for churches and places of worship. They'll put a box out there, put a flyer out there. And people bring in shampoos and toothbrushes and so on. So those kind of big items, big, uh, drives will pick up. But for the smaller ones, you know, save us some gas money. There's plenty of drop off locations in Miami and Dade. And, and even children get involved, Marilyn. It's, it's wonderful. No, so, no, no, no. so, so, but we, if you have the worthy cards, so yeah, you can keep Yeah, we call them you are worth it cards. Worth, worth it cards. Yes. And you can keep them. You keep a couple in your car. And if you do see someone homeless on the street, Uh, You can, instead of giving them money or trying to, you know, feel awkward, you can give them that uh, Mission Hope uh, Drive Mm -hmm. bag and have a card in there where they can get help. And if they take that card to one of our centers, they're going to get help right away. It's like Mm a get-out-of-jail-free card. So, again, two ways you can make a difference in the beginning of the year here. I know it's February. Is go to caringplace.org slash heart. That's for our heart for the homeless two dollars and ten cents and you say well how can they do that well because we have donated food we have some volunteers that are coming in to prep the food and so our cost levels are lower now if we had to go out and buy everything and we had to have extra staff of course it would be more money but this is a way a great way that you can help us not only for the month of february but all during the year and then of course the mission hope hygiene drive a beautiful drive you can get involved you know when the children get involved some of the kids take their wagons they go door to door and the neighborhood and they ask for soaps and detergent. and they bring them all back here. It's, it's just a great, uh, your children to learn the value of volunteering and helping those in the greatest of need. And then we're going to be looking, I know it's, uh, uh, it's coming up, we also have our great Thanksgiving uh, uh, on Good
3: Friday. Yeah, that's what we call it. It's uh, we put the Thanksgiving in there because uh, you know we have we're known for the Thanksgiving outreach, and later on uh, through the years we started doing it on Good Friday, so we call it Thanksgiving on Good Friday, and we're going to be hopefully this year back out on the streets. And that's what our plan is. And we're going to be serving the homeless uh, like we did in the past. And so uh, we, we, we do need your help. And those Mission Hope Ags, uh we really do use them on these big outreaches.
2: Right. So it's all about good news. It's about change life. And today we have a wonderful testimony from William. That's what it's all about. You know, we, we try to help everyone that comes to the door. but We can't do that. And we see people that really get that spark in their mind and their, uh, and their eyes. Hey, I can do this. I'm going to succeed. And then they meet up with God and their whole life changes. Well, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in this morning. And stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible.
3: So we're at that part of the program where we get to talk to people who are making a difference in our community. I'm so happy today to have a very special young lady sitting across from me. She's not only beautiful outside, mm-hmm. but she's beautiful inside. And that's part of her story, how God has really changed her life. I have with me Carla Ginebra uh, D. Garcia. She is the president and founder of the Blue Line Angels And what an amazing group of women. But Carla, there's a story before the blue line angels.
1: Yes. um, Just like um, Jesus said in his book, um, our story is his. So Jesus is behind every story. So before the blue line angels, um, he came into my life. I, I surrendered my life to him, my flesh. And I just say, here I am, Lord. I'm here to serve you. Um, I want you to guide me, I want you to teach me, I want you to teach me your word. And how I got there, it's a long testimony, but I will try to give a short version today. And first of all, it started with my son. I saw gratefulness. Uh, my son was diagnosed with pediatric glaucoma, and he sees today, mm-hmm. praise God. Uh, the second one was my husband. We walked through a tribulation because of my fault, and he forgave me. So I learned forgiveness, so that you have gratefulness, forgiveness, and then the other one that I encountered was in my job, where I needed to come with the truth. And who's the truth? Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I learned truthfulness, gratefulness, truthfulness. Well, first one was gratefulness, this, gratefulness, and then forgiveness, and, and then truthfulness. truthfulness. Wow. And that is the definition of somebody leading to Jesus. We need to have that grateful heart, that compassion inside of us, of others, and the fruit of the Spirit, and all the spirits of God inside of us in order for us to be the salt and the light for Christ in the city of Miami and all the nations. And we need to know who is the God of the Bible that we serve? And when when he started giving me names of this organization, I had no idea. I have no idea. I said, Lord, I don't want to do this like Moses. Mm-hmm. I don't speak English well. I have a big accent. I don't understand some big words sometimes. And I don't want to do this. And the Lord kept pushing me and pushing me and bringing me people around And in a dream, he gave me that name, the Blue Line Angels, and the logo. And everything was him, like I'm floating in a river, and he's just
3: taking me, and I'm
1: just floating with him.
3: Now, this happened back in about 2013.
1: 13. 13. Everything. I, I surrendered my life in May 18, 2013, in a restaurant. Um, Through a lady that I heard in the radio, I read her book "A Paso de Elefante," Elsie Mendez, and I surrendered my life through there. And uh, that was the beginning. That was so, the sea. And here I am on a radio station
3: testifying to that truth. The name is Blue Line Angels, and look at the time frame that we are in now with our community and the uh, the dis, you know, the unrest. Yes, and you know the the looking the scrutiny on the police departments yes. uh, of America but God started the blue mm. line angels so that at this point they could grow be strong and you minister to women not only of law enforcement but even if you if they're connected in any way to law enforcement like wives and sisters and and uh children and and also even to people that may be on the street mm-hmm. that needs an encouraging word, the blue line angels. So actually God put a blue line in the sand before this time. Amen. All I can see see is or say is at such a time as this. Oh, Jesus. As Esther said, He created the blue line angels. Carla. If God didn't start this, I don't know who did. Wow. What you
1: say in those words is just a confirmation of what God has given us in the last days that we've been praying at such a time as this. We learned how Esther stood in front of the king on the fourth time. And there's the reason why, because on day four, God created the moon, the stars, Mm. the sun, the day of authority, the appointed times of Jesus. Mm. He created on day four. So day four, Esther went in front of the king with the authority from the kingdom to speak in behalf of God. And we asking the Lord that you that are listening today, God is not done with you. God has a purpose. God has a plan for you. You are you are born from the womb of the Father, and you think that you're homeless, but you're not fatherless. There is a Father that created you perfectly and wonderfully so you could be the voice here on earth of His kingdom. And if you're listening today, And you need a word today. What I need to tell you is what the Father is saying. I love you, my daughter. I love you, my son. I die for you. I send my son in the cross to die for you. And his blood is not in vain. And because of it, I'm sending him back. As a bridegroom to his bride so that his bride could come in alignment with me to prepare in the word that I have given and deposited through the Holy Spirit so that we all know the truth of God and we all repent and be baptized by the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
3: And this is the God that we serve today. So all I can say is, it's like, you know, there was a prayer march in Washington called The Return, and this is what we need. We need to return. You know, we are only for uh, the very presence of God himself that needs to return, and we need to allow him to return, because we have pushed him out of everything. We've pushed him out of government. We've pushed him out of schools. We've pushed him out of community, and then we wonder why things happen. And uh, well, where is he? Well, he's if he's not welcome, he's not there. Amen. So the blue line angels basically are returning back to the basics and saying, God, I want to know who you are, the God of the Bible, not the God of a religion, but the God of the Bible, because we have lost the reference. We have lost where
1: we come from, who created, it, who who is said in the beginning, Genesis 1 1, in the beginning God created. So we need to go back to that beginning. And once we learn that, not only to go to church, go to Bible studies, mm-hmm. check in my oh, I go feed the homeless. No, it needs to be in your heart, it needs to be in the center of your mind. Who is the God of the Bible? Once we start there, then everyone,
3: one person at a time, we will be life-changing for the kingdom of God. Carla, how do they get in touch with the Blue Line Angels? Let's give the website. The website is thebluenineangels.com. www.thebluenineangels.com. Okay, that's the easiest way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I say you should check them out. Okay, (laughs) Carla, uh, you're you're true, you're passionate, but you're looking to God as your source and your reference and not to mankind. No. And that's what birthed the Blue Line Angels for such a time as this. Check out Carla's TheBlueLineAngels.com. Thank you for listening. You are a uh, community leader and a life changer, and we just pray that you go on and be able to present uh, God to every person that you meet. Well, thank you for being with us today. Amen. Thank Amen. you for having us here.
4: Lillian Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, The Caring Place. And today we have with us on the line our wonderful Trudy from 211. Trudy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting
5: us. For people oh, and we love to be in your show.
4: Thank you, thank you, Trudy. I had to I had to send an email to you right away when I got this beautiful email uh from you from the from our friends at two one one and I'm like goodness this is such a perfect time to talk about this, to tell our listeners. Uh, but before we go into that information that I was so impressed by, uh tell us a little bit about two one one.
5: Well two one one you know in to define it in a few words we always say it's either the starting point or the last resource for people in need. And why do we say that? Uh, To start, we have a database of over 4,000 pieces of information that we can refer people according to their needs. Uh, Let's say if one of your listeners is um, worried at this time, you know, with um, COVID-19 and the implications, you know, they need a place to go, etc. we have that. But we also have about basic needs, because as you know, many people lost their jobs, et cetera, and they are in their need of finding referrals to go to. So we have basic needs. If, if a listener right now is experiencing like a financial situation, we have, like I say, a database where we connect people with the agencies, they can deal with them, help them, and they are nearby, wherever they are, you know. And this can be done anonymously. If somebody is in need of services or has a question or is depressed or wants to share a family problem, in particular, in this pandemic, call us. You can call us anonymously. The only time that we will ask you for a zip code is if you need a referral to go. Let's say that you look for emergency food, you look for a shelter, you look for financial aid. Okay, um, in order to make it easy for the person, we will ask for the zip code. Otherwise, you know, it's up to the caller if they want to identify themselves. And I tell you, it's very important to connect with other people and recognize that we have a problem. But also, what can we do about the problem? So this. One, one number is like a magic number. And yes. I tell you, um, we are very, very um, proud of the work that we do. But more than that, we are very proud of the association that we have with agencies like Care in Place. Uh, They have helped us and support us. Uh, We may not need financial situation, per se, but we need the support. And this is something that um, not only me, but uh, our executive director, me, and Singer and my colleagues always wanted to highlight. Thank you. Well, uh,
4: absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I love you guys. I always say it again and again and again. 211 um, is available 365 days a year, Monday through Sunday, uh, 24 hours a day, different languages. I mean, if you're going through anything, eviction, you need food. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking that the end of the school year is, is right around the corner, right? The year is going pretty yeah. fast. So if you oh, need yeah. uh, school supply for the new year, I mean, 211 is also is always equipped to give you those resources that you may be in need of. Okay, so thank you, Trudy. Now, going to that information that I received via email that I thought it was, oh my God, amazing. Talk to us about that information that you sent to, to all of your supporters and, and your network. Tell me about that email. Yeah,
5: we say that, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the COVID-19 and mental health is a very important issue today. Uh, they are worries and anxiety because the COVID-19 uh, has provoked an impact in this, you know how it is. Social distances make it even worse, challenging, but they are ways that you can cope during this pandemic. And this is why we say in lieu of the time um, that we have right now, please remember one number, the 211, we can help you. We can take, give you self strategy um, for care. You can get also take care of your mind. It's a very important aspect. And this is where we can play a role to be a regular routine, uh, limit exposure to the media, which is wonderful. But, you know, you have to, it's like a medication, you have to take it with uh, drops. Also focus on positive thoughts. You may want to, uh, to change gears and go to the positive things in your life.
4: Absolutely. And if you're going to a depression, if if you need any type of help, 211 is there to help you. Um, Trudy, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for all that you do. I'm a big fan. Our listeners, 211 for any needs at all. Thank you so much, Trudy.
5: Thank you for being there. Thank
3: you, all of you. Bye-bye. Well, hello. My name is Marilyn Brummett once again, and uh, we're at that part of the program where we get to hear a story of real life change. Many of our men and women, as they come into our uh, programs in Miami and Broward, uh, they may come in hurting, but there is so much more to the story. And I have with me today William And he's sitting across from me looking great. He has a nice shirt and tie on. And uh, I think he is ready to tell his story. Remember, it's not easy to tell your story. But it's uh, not only good for someone who's telling. But I pray that as you listen, that you may be impacted. And maybe there's someone that you're concerned for. And you wonder, is there still help? And is there still hope? So William... Uh, thank you for being here with us today let's go back into your uh backstory as to what has happened to you
0: well this starts uh actually i'm from chicago illinois mm-hmm. uh the west side pretty rough area uh with gangs uh drugs violence and prostitution gambling and things like that mm-hmm. and uh I was the only child, so basically I grew up in the streets with the bigger guys. I didn't have no brothers and sisters. My mother was a a workaholic, uh, wasn't too much church going. And uh, as time went on, she met a guy. uh, He was a workaholic too, but he gambled on the side. So I was always exposed to some of the negative things, you know, that... We do, or that people did. To fast forward it, uh, this was around seventy-five. I graduated out of job corps, and uh, this was the time around when Nixon uh, brought the uh, young men's home from Vietnam, and it was a lot of heroin came into the mm. into the neighborhood, and and I uh, was curious about it, and some of my friends was doing it and I tried it and it gave me that false courage you know see I was like the fat kid of the block so uh, when I experimented with that I didn't care about you talking about me or nothing because you know it just like put up that false that false security that shield you know I would laugh talk dance with the girls with it if I was high and then it became a habit Mhm and that's when things start spiraling down uh.
3: so then how did you come to Florida
0: well, well we fast forward and now that was uh, well in and out of uh, penitentiary I had, my mother had retired to uh, uh, Georgia a little town called uh, Reynolds mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't get off parole until like to I was like back and forth so but when I finally stopped excuse me back and forth from prison I eventually got off and stopped, you know, doing the drugs like that twenty ten. And I stayed down there about ten years. She passed in uh twenty nineteen and I was kind of like the prodigal son, you know. I was the only child, so everything was left to me. And I sold everything and mm. went back to Chicago and messed around. After 10 years not, you know, messing around with heroin, they had a new thing called fentanyl out there. And I tried it and OD'd a couple of times. Mm. I was like the prodigal son. I squandered all of my uh, inheritance. So I think I ran through about $30,000 uh, in about a year, a year and a half or so. so well,
3: we're going to stop right there, and then we're going to come back after the break. Um, I'm just going to say you don't want to touch the dial, and you want to stay tuned to hear the rest of William's story. Well, we're with William, and he's telling his story And he's at the part where his mother had passed away and really had squandered the inheritance uh, that you receive from that. Again, the drug use came in, so let's pick it up. I think you said after heroin was fentanyl, and uh, you're right there at that part.
0: Yes, uh, like I was saying earlier, I squandered my inheritance and went back to uh, Chicago and OD'd a a few times, and it got... Uh, the winter set in and after being from up there 10 years you know i had got used to the warmth and uh that cold hit me in my face one one yeah, from day from georgia
3: to sh- back, to, back chicago. to chicago after yeah. 10
0: years not you know doing that that coldness i broke back up in the hotel room and i <laughs> i called my uncle and i said i gotta get out of here and uh he sent me uh i think 500 dollars and uh I went to the bus bus station and I asked the guy, you know, what would it cost me to go? I didn't want to go back to Georgia because, you know, pow my face. Everybody was saying you should scone and stay down here. You'll make it, and and so I didn't want to. Have, uh, I should say crow, as they say.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I came to Miami, so I figured I'd say, well, you know, I'll I'll find something. I, you at know at least I, I'll be warm. Right, exactly. I didn't want to do the freezer. I couldn't stand that cold. I said, well, I, it'll be warm down there. I eventually a, a run into something, you know, and I know in all major cities, it's normally a, a salvation army, but by COVID that hit, they wasn't letting nobody in. So I was walking around and got, and a young lady said, there's a mission over there. and I walked around, and I think they was doing showers uh, that Wednesday. They have mm. a big bus come out and give guys showers and change of mm. clothes. And I got got a chance to take a shower, and uh, they wasn't letting nobody in because of the COVID. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got out the shower, a guy, it was like a good angel. He just came to the gate. I didn't know what that man from a can of paint. <laughs> he... He said, uh, here's a, uh, it's, it's, it, this is a true story. I've been trying to see the guy. I ain't seen him no more since then. He gave me a, a, a blanket and a, uh, a sheet. And by the time I walked a little more, he said, Oh, they're going to be letting people back in, uh, this Monday. You just stay out there. So I stayed out there. I slept out there on the weekend about four days. Uh, that weekend, it was, uh, the week of, uh, Halloween, mm-hmm. the Halloween fell on where well, they celebrated it on mm-hmm. that Friday, mm-hmm. but I was out there for, went from Wednesday all the way to that next Monday, and when I got I got in the in the mission, uh, I was the first one beat up. That rain had told me up, and you know I'm up in age now. That arthritis, mm-hmm. I was oh, no, I was in bad shape. And Marlowe, I don't know if he was teasing me about it. You know, he said that uh he intake said Intake Coordinator. Yeah, intake coordinator, Mr. Marlowe. I did think he was teasing. say, Oh, you're gonna to have to come back next week, uh, because we don't have no bod bucks. I told him, I said, I'll climb up top, I'll climb up top. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that weather really got to be out there. And then, you know, but, you know, uh, the bittersweet, you know, it's the, that root that's bittersweet. It was kind of bitter at first after coming down off of the, you know, the, the heroin and the uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, I'm trying to think of the, not the feedback, but the word I'm looking Fentanyl? for. Fentanyl? No, no. I'm, uh, the, the symptoms that you go through. Withdrawal. Uh, the withdrawal symptoms, it just wouldn't come out. Withdrawal symptoms, you know and they had the air conditioner on. I say, I left the cold and I'm still freezing down now. I'm shaking like I don't know what. Mm-hmm. But it finally, you know, like I say, that bittersweet, it got better and better. And I always have known about the Lord, but I just want to straddle the fence, you know, playing the middle against both ends. And, and found it it, it clicked on, you know, I didn't try all the other houses, the courthouses, the drug houses. The, the houses of the ladies of the night, gambling houses. So then it just clicked on me. Try the house of the Lord. Woo! And, you know, and it has worked for me ever since Amen. then. Everything's been, well, you know, falling right in place.
3: Well, William, I know there's more to the story. and We're going to have to have you back so you can tell more of the story of the change that's happened since you've come to the mission. But you've given us a, a good understanding of what God has done in your life and how he's brought you full circle Mm -hmm. and uh, brought you into the house of the lord so thank you william for sharing your story
2: thank
0: you for having me
2: wow marilyn what a wonderful testimony from william and you know that's what it's really what it's all about here in our centers in miami and broward is seeing someone come in and just getting it you know saying i can do this and getting their lives back together isn't that right
3: that's right you know and i want people to know that all these testimonies these are real people that have come uh, to our centers for help. And that's why it's so important for the community to get involved. When you give that meal support, when you give help with a hygiene driver, you're helping volunteer. And all those things are helping people like William get back on their feet and have hope for a future, and they're being empowered for something great in their
2: lives. Yeah, it's just simply mind-boggling because people will come in with absolutely nothing, Uh, maybe the clothes that they're wearing and maybe a small bag of something and, and maybe they have a background of being addicted or mental health issues. You know, when you're traveling through the counties, by the way, Broward and Miami, and you see somebody, uh, begging, uh, in the, in a intersection and you watch them and then the next day that person's back again, male or female. You start to wonder, hey, if that person can beg all these, you know, hours during the day, can't they go out and get a job? And, you know, that's, that's a good, that's good logic. If mm-hmm. they can stand there and beg all that time, can't they get a, even a part-time job? Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is you don't know the other side of the story. Right. And some of the people there have had tremendous mental health issues or traumatic issues where they've lost their family in a fire or something terrible has happened. We've, it's just unbelievable. You can make mm-hmm. a, a, a TV program out of that. Oh, have, yes. a, have a, uh, what do they call it, reta- reality a Reality show. Because of all that. So you really don't know. And when they come through our doors – uh... we're not gonna judge them. right uh... we are a christian organization we don't we don't hide that you don't have to be any certain religion to come in and get help or to help help others will take volunteers of all faiths and creeds and uh... but we are that's our history in nineteen twenty two we started here with a covered wagon uh, feeding those in downtown Miami, so that's well, who it wasn't we are. not us,
3: but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Forgive me. But the but organization, organization certainly did it.
2: Thank you for correcting. Me. Uh, I that's just wanted trip. to make that's sure true.
3: that they that's all know true. we that's weren't true. here for a hundred years.
2: <laughs> uh, well, uh, by the way, I've been here thirty years, and you've been here uh, 20. 20 years. So we've seen how the face of homelessness has changed, and we're we are prepared for that's one hundred years. We're looking at our centennial celebration. There's going to be so many great things this year.
3: That's right, and yeah, our centennial year. I'm oh my, i so excited about it. Um, celebrating the 100 years, and it's not just about celebrating we've been here a hundred years, but also looking at the vision for the next hundred years. And so we're going to be doing things all through the year to to celebrate and to. Uh, get out that vision, because uh the part of the vision is an expanded women and family center, and that is exciting, so just stay tuned with us because you 're always going to hear something new
2: yeah, and we appreciate everything that 's done by those in the community. We have people that volunteer on a regular basis, some just come in to see what it 's like, and as the new year unfolds, if you 've never volunteered anywhere, I would challenge you. i know it 's covid and we have to take the precautions. But uh, it, with us or another organization uh, to make a difference, you know how, and it's a process. You just can't walk into somebody's uh, organization and say, "I'm here to volunteer." You're gonna have to go through an orientation and a screening. That's how things are nowadays. But once you get past that, and you can get in there and really start. And we make that easy and fun. Yeah, it is easy. We're not gonna. Yeah, it's not. It's not hard to do. No. But it's anywhere you go, that's going to have to be done. And then you can really go and help serve men, women, and children. And I, as I travel around, I see the volunteers. I say, thank you for coming. They say, no, no, we got much more out of this than, than we gave, we thought. And then some of the volunteers have been with us for 10 and 12 mm-hmm. years. We've seen their children grow up. And oh, a way yes. you can get involved, especially during uh, this month. It's called our Heart for the Homeless Month. It's uh, Valentine's Day on the 14th, but we'll be celebrating it all month long is simply go to caringplace.org slash heart. That's caringplace.org slash heart. We are going to have a wonderful, wonderful Valentine celebration. On Valentine's Day, with our volunteers, with with uh, Valentine cards and cakes and a good time to help the homeless, see the ones that were formerly homeless, see that they're loved in the community. think so much of them. Well, God bless you. We can't do all that we do without you. Go to CaringPlace.org/heart and help us with our meals program. And tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio six ten WIOD for more Mission Possible.
0: This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.